You're listening to Gear Disrupted. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 13 of the podcast, Ear Disrupted. Where our mission is to encourage and inspire people to live and work abroad through practical tips, actionable insights, and real-life stories. I'm your host, Gabrielle, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Avi. What's up, everyone? <laughs> what is up, everyone? That is the question on everyone's mind. Yeah, hope you guys are... Hanging out there in these crazy times we're living in. Yeah, so we are sorry we have not been able to post consistently the last couple of weeks and especially release a new episode this week. Um, I think the entire world is disrupted now, not just <laughs> our year. <laughs> so I think we really, you know, maybe have the double entendre going on with the idea of year disrupted. Uh, so today we're kind of going to get into all of that. We thought it would be appropriate to give a corona update since that seems to be taking the world and humanity by storm right now. <laughs> yeah. So we picked a crazy year to travel. And uh, as you know, travel has been crazy. Borders are being locked down. So we're here to talk about how coronavirus is affecting us and how it's affected some of the people we know who are also digital nomads yeah or some friends back home exactly and we are live from Copenhagen, thailand right now and we'll get a lot into how all that came about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a few minutes here um, but before we dive into how this has affected our journey and maybe the journey of other digital nomads we want to go over what we're not going to talk about today because uh, I think that is important. Yep. So we are not going to give you advice or make any recommendations on what you should be doing in these times. I'm not going to tell you to drink bleach. <laughs> <laughs> or Me neither. It sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> or any other crazy you know, yeah. medical advice to, to help you these times. We are not doctors. Yeah. Um, we are also not here to make it seem like we are suffering from the coronavirus. We know that people, especially it seems like back home in the U.S., back home in California, things are a lot more locked down and serious than we're experiencing over here. One of my friends has is out of work uh, because she worked at a restaurant. People are scared. People are worried. Um, so we're not here to kind of throw ourselves a pity party. We're just here to talk about our own kind of crazy uh, travel disruptions. Um, but, you know, in times like these, it, it seems like every person has a lot, a to, lot to say. Yeah. People, I was going to say, yeah, people have a lot to say on the coronavirus. Um, people who like two weeks ago were like, it's no big deal, are like now telling everybody what to do. Yeah. And frankly, you know. Things are just happening too quickly, I think, for really anybody who doesn't have a, a medical degree or whatever to be like telling anybody what to do um, or shaming people or flaming people for what they are or are not doing. So I think it's important to make sure, you know, you're heeding best practices, I guess we could say. Yeah. But other than that, we're we're again, we're not here to offer expertise and make it seem like our way is the best way either. We're just two people trying to do the best we can yep yeah 
So again, shout out to people who are super, super affected by this right now. All the healthcare workers that are working overtime, um, people who have died or are really sick or no people who are, um, people who have lost their job. You know, those are the people who are, are being super impacted by this and we just hope um, it continues to improve rather than get worse. Yeah, and our thoughts and prayers are with all those people affected and their family members. Yeah. So now we're going to lighten the mood a little bit. Um, <laughs> not that I mean, this is a super serious topic, but we are here to kind of just explain how it's <laughs> disrupted our year disrupted. Um, but Abby, can you like backtrack to how we were first impacted yeah. by the coronavirus, <laughs> which seemed like almost a year ago? So I think our first experience was leaving Medellin. Uh, back in February, we had our flights booked to have a layover in Spain for a day and then a layover in Italy for a day. We just wanted to, you know, enjoy. Just, it's uh, supposed to be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just uh, do some uh, sightseeing and have a one-day layovers in different cities yeah. and different countries and ease our way into India. <laughs> but uh, that yeah, didn't happen. That didn't happen literally, what, uh, two days before our flight from Colombia. We had to... We realized that Italy was had become one of the level three or level yeah. four places. And then if he had flown to Italy and then gone to New Delhi, they would have quarantined yeah. us for 14 days. And we it was a tough decision to make at the time because we had to buy entirely new tickets. And like at this point in time, I mean, this is probably possible for us to imagine now. But at this time, people could still travel in and out of Italy and go explore if they wanted to so we were legally allowed to enter the country to stay at our bed and breakfast to leave the airport it wasn't that bad yet yeah but it was growing and you know so we we literally flipped a coin on whether or not we should go um but looking back we are so happy that we didn't go to italy not only because we would have risked contracting it same with if we had explored spain yeah but we wouldn't have been let into most of the countries that we were we planning were on planning going to because everywhere they're asking italy so yeah mm -hmm. we couldn't get our flights refunded from the ones with the layover in italy so it was a tough call whether we spent all that extra money to to buy new flights and skip italy and yeah i guess that coin did us right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, coin. Thank you, whatever is going on with the yeah. gravitational pull. Okay, so we made it to New Delhi um, where we stayed for about two weeks, not as long as our one-month goal, which we will also get into. Um, but, Abby, what was the coronavirus situation like in India? Because I had a lot of friends and family reaching out to us asking how things were. You know, India is a very... Um, populated populated <laughs> area so we'll get all into like india and our experience there uh some so we have some stories for you but um specifically how was the coronavirus sitch in india yeah so while we were in spain no one because we got out of the airport in spain but like no one had ever taken our temperature took yeah. any forms of our travel history or anything but as soon as we got to new delhi the whole coronavirus thing became more real mm -hmm. Uh, because we had to fill out a form declaring all the countries we visited and yeah. if we had any symptoms or not. And then they also took our temperature. So that was our very first like answering 
yeah. uh, world of coronavirus experience. And this is and right again, at the airport. And again, this seems like small potatoes compared to what's going on now. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we had temperatures taken and questionnaires now seems like child's play. <laughs> and while we were in India, um, we were spending time with Avi's family and his sister who had come over from UK um, we were also able to see the Taj Mahal, which was great. Um, but slowly as our time in India developed, things, things changed. Got, yeah. yeah. By the time we left India, people were not even allowed into the country. So, you know, his sister who had just been there wouldn't have been allowed if the trip had been a week later. All of the monuments, the Taj Mahal then got shut down. Yeah. Um, you couldn't really enter a Starbucks or um, a cafe without getting your temperature taken. Yeah, I, I think... In the two weeks we were in India, it kind of escalated like quickly. We, we, yeah, I mean, people were taking some precaution. I think we were having our temperatures checked at most like like places. super public places, super public, yeah. like entering a shop in the mall or just yeah. entering a mall. They were passing out hand sanitizers. So we thought that part was kind of good that they were doing a decent job to like contain. Yeah, yeah. we felt safe there. But again, and I mean, they also canceled schools there. But other than that, I mean, I've never been to India before, so I don't know how crowded it normally yeah. is. It's a busy place, but it definitely I could tell that there it wasn't as crowded as it probably normally yeah. is. And it wasn't like yeah. based on my experience and the time I've spent in India. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was definitely not crowded at all. Most people were staying indoors. It seemed like all across the city too, a lot of people were wearing masks. Even. Yeah. And then we also knew, I think probably a week before we left, they shut down all the international travel into India. So, you know, we felt pretty safe there. We felt pretty good. But at the same time, you never know in a place. I mean, the global flow of movement, people have been moving for weeks before this happened. So you never know if it's like, oh, India has a great handle on it yeah. or, oh, things will grow. I mean, you just don't know. I mean, countries have been shutting down all over the map. Certain countries have skyrocketed their numbers. Uh, today is March 21st, and I think Italy just had its highest recorded day of new cases and deaths. Yeah. So we don't know. Um, but that was India for you. Yeah. So I think one week into India, we saw countries starting to shut down their borders or limit where they could come in from. Yeah. And then by the time our second week rolled around we got news that this shit was getting real it was getting real so back up we were supposed to leave india on march 30th to go to bali and as you guys have known bali has been in our plans this entire time we've already booked our accommodation there um everything so we've been really looking forward to bali bali was one of the first countries that really drew us to this lifestyle Again, we were supposed to leave on March 30th. We actually, before all of this corona shit hit the fan, we changed our flights to go to Bali a week earlier, mostly because uh, New Delhi, and we'll get into this, wasn't completely optimized for our work, for our movement, you know, just things like that. It wasn't an ideal place to live um, as a digital nomad. So we were going to leave a bit earlier on March 22nd to go to Bali. What happened on March 18th? So on March 18th, <laughs> four we, days we woke, <laughs> before we were leaving. <laughs> four four days. days before leaving, we wake up and we get the news that Bali is shutting down all their visa on arrival. Mm -hmm. So the only way you can get in is if you have a visa from an embassy 
and in order to get that visa from an embassy you have to first go to a doctor and get a certificate proving that you are healthy and coronavirus free (laughs) so clearly four days yeah was not enough to do any of that and so it was supposed to take effect march 20th yesterday yeah however because of the time it takes to get to bali we literally would have had to leave like the very next day if we were to get in before the cutoff yeah um and knowing that there was a cutoff we we briefly considered just hey let's just pack up shop and and gtfo to bali but we also were like okay bali is a huge hot spot for digital nomads we just don't know if there will be complete pandemonium of people either trying to get in or out so we decided not to do that before we also made the decision we did decide okay it's march 18th can we just fly out tonight or tomorrow before all that takes effect but unfortunately we were not able to find flights the airline that was that we had booked to bali canceled or Mm -hmm. all their flights going into bali until april 15th yeah so at that point we had no option we had to get those flights refunded yeah and any other flight we found going into bali was just out of control expensive yeah so rather than taking a risk and not being able to get into bali even when we fly all the way there we decided it was time to look at other places yeah especially we briefly considered okay do we go to the consulate do we get the health certificate but you know how this works in the time of corona thing nothing is clear so we didn't want to to wait we knew we had a decision to make the longer we waited the more countries would close down the more the shit would just become more complicated and the longer we'd have to stay in india (laughs) (laughs) which we'll get into in the next episode um but so um, i don't know exactly when thailand came into the picture but uh, we were thinking through Countries. literally that morning like yeah, I was, that morning when we yeah. found out the news we were on our computer just thinking through what do we do we can either try to get the health certificate we can either try to jump on a plane and pay out the ass for it or we can consider another option um we didn't want to go somewhere i mean europe's off the table south america is shutting down Colombia is shut down so if in terms of southeast asia i mean australia is shutting down we're like okay we're not going to malaysia we're not going to Singapore because it's so expensive. Where else can we go? Um, and we started thinking about Thailand, which was some a place we had considered. Earlier on, I don't know what was the reason, but we had looked at that there were these two islands off the coast of Thailand and the Gulf of Thailand that were like a good place to go yeah. for digital nomads. So as I was on the phone trying to get our <laughs> refund for our flights to Bali... Gabby here came up with the idea that let's go to Kosumai. Yeah, and I had to quickly, you know, when I do my research, especially for good places for digital nomads, I use a mixture of standard Google, other blogs, and Reddit, and I sort of have like a triage. Triangulate. Yeah, I triangulate <laughs> like where the best place is. So the situation was rapidly developing. It's like, okay, let's go to Kosumai. Okay, I have to, you know, these islands are not huge, but you don't want to stay in the wrong place. Where do we stay in Kosumai? Oh, wait, Kopenhagen is right, right nearby. So we started to think, okay, like what, you know, like we've said before, best practices for digital nomads, you have to think what you want in a place. What do you want out of a place? Well, in the age of Corona, it's a little bit different, right? Because we wanted to be in a place that isn't super populated. We love cafes. We love going out. But we just we know that's either not a good idea right now or all these places are going to be shut down. 
So through the through that quick, I'd say like hour of research of literally where are we going to be able to live for at least a month? What's affordable? What do we want right now? We decided to even go for the less populated option in northern Copenhagen. Yeah, that's right. So we found a place in the not so busy part of Copenhagen. And so we decided that was the place we were going to try to book. Yeah. And and get to. We found an Airbnb for just around $500. Yeah. Um, near the beach. So we're like, okay, you know what? Now is our time. We've always played around with the idea of, oh, we'd love to just relax on a deserted island. Now's the time. Let's go. Let's pull the trigger on this. There's no way around it. We bought flights that were about $200 each for the very next day. Yeah. So we decided instead of our March 22nd departure date, we're like, things are just changing and so escalating fast. quickly. Let's, we let's need to get, get the, the fuck, fuck out. out of India. So, you know, I wish I could say the craziness stopped there. But it did but not. It did not <laughs> stop there. Oh my God. Yeah, all the way it's we were hilarious. concerned because it's hilarious because I'm reading the notes for this episode and we wrote the notes in India and like we were supposed to stop there. Yeah. <laughs> and like little did we know things were about to get so much crazier. So what happened, Abby? Yeah, so I mean, we were monitoring the news all the way till like getting to the airport next day on our flight because we wanted to make sure Thailand did not implement any more restrictions. So we thought we were pretty up to date and we were good to get into thailand we would be able to get visa on arrival and all the news had said okay thailand is closing schools they're canceling parties but like they're open to tourism yeah and so we get to the airport in new delhi and we're about to check in and the lady at the counter is like oh you cannot fly you don't have visa we're like we're gonna do visa on arrival and she's like no they're not giving visa on arrival and this is spice jet in india seriously train your fucking employees <laughs> i i swear to god like this shit nobody happens. knew what was going like, on no one knew but they sounded like they were so sure that we could not get into thailand and the lady's like oh yeah look it up yeah so lady one tells us to look it up keep in mind you know our we need to get going on our flight and you'd think just in this day and age people would at least be clear on what's going on so we look it up we quickly do a google so far you know we see that thailand has barred entry for certain countries none of which are the u.s yeah um we also see just various things about closures and stuff like that but so far there's no conclusive evidence um yeah u.s citizens cannot get into thailand i did see something like on one website about oh you know and it didn't it wasn't super clear about this, but it, it said Thailand has suspended all visa on arrival until September 20th, 2020. But in that moment, I had found more news things that said they didn't do that. So I just decided to keep that bit of news <laughs> to myself. I didn't tell Abi because I needed him to feel the passion of needing to get on. But in my the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, You know, everything starts to run through your mind. Not only all the money we spent, but like, oh my God, it, India is not the place we want to be stuck in. It's absolutely not. So we eventually... So then we go and talk to Lady One's manager. Lady Two. Lady Two. And and we're like, look, like we're not able to find anything. Where do you see that U.S. citizens cannot get into Thailand? And and she had to make a call to her manager. And, and then she's like, oh, give me like two minutes. They're confirming. And then after like three, four minutes while we were panicking here trying to figure out what we're going to do if we cannot leave India. 
she finally gets a text message saying that we are good to go. Uh, we should be able to get visa on arrival. And then back to Lady One, we check in our stuff, and then what What next? So then we go um, onto the plane. You know, we're just like, okay, I remember what I had read online. I still didn't tell Abby at this time, but we're just thinking, okay, we have a layover in Calcutta. We have one more stop in India to make it through. Like, please, 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 can we make it through? So we get on the flight. We go to Calcutta. We have our layover and then we read that something else has changed yeah in in thailand or were we there or were we in no Bangkok? no no. this is in calcutta. so we're in calcutta, so we're in calcutta. literally we're we in the, the air and something comes out that says thailand has canceled all visa on arrival unless you have a health certificate at least 72 hours before your flight saying that you are corona free yeah, and so at this point, the only thing we read is that that's being implemented on Friday onwards, Friday, March 20th. Which is the day we arrived. Yeah, so we're just praying. We're just praying that, okay, they maybe they realize that we left before March 20th. We were already on a flight that they will let us in. But on our flight, we're just like just panicking that yeah. hopefully we can get into Thailand. And so, yeah, we finally <laughs> land into Bangkok. It's also like chaos the there. Yeah, it's four in the morning. The visa on arrival is, uh, closed. is closed. And there's just like groups of people just bunched up. They're asking us to download this app so we can fill out our travel history and the coronavirus uh, questionnaire. And then, uh, yeah, we pass the first security and then we get into the immigration line. We're just praying that, okay, okay, this is it. This is it. We hopefully get it. And then, yeah, we get the call from the the lady. She looks at our passport, scans our fingers. <laughs> and as soon as she stamped, yeah, that it was, was like, like a hallelujah. Uh, yeah, we could oh. finally take a breath. It was crazy. We were so grateful in that moment because we knew once... We- you know, we can't go back at this point. We can't go back to India. We don't want to go back to the U.S. We can't go anywhere. So we were just like, oh, please, we need to get into Thailand. So once we did, we had another flight from Bangkok to Koh Samui. And we were just over the moon about it. We were like, okay, we can at least be here. If we yeah. need to get stuck somewhere, let's get stuck here. We're already going to a place that doesn't have a lot of people. We're intending to do like a mini quarantine here. It's like, please just let us get somewhere safe. And so far, none of the islands have any coronavirus cases. Yeah. So we are finally here. We've made it to Koh Penang. It's a small island in the Gulf of Thailand. Yeah. Still pretty busy. I mean, I don't know how it normally is, but it's busier than I expected it to be. There's still a lot of backpackers, tourists that's driving around in the scooters. But overall, it's still pretty calm. Most of the... The clubs and parties and gyms have been shut down here and some spas. So some of the restaurants are still open. Grocery stores are open, but it doesn't seem too chaotic. It's not like everyone's walking around with masks or there's no lines outside grocery stores. No there's one's, toilet paper. There's toilet paper available. No one's stacking up on those. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, we're here. Uh, we're excited. You know, I understand that this whole quarantine business can be tough for some people so we're just using this time to get a lot of work done go swimming in the ocean just keep it chill like we do have to go to restaurants to eat 
um, or get it delivered. We don't have a proper kitchen here. So, but that's really all. We're not trying to, we're even avoiding, we're avoiding the gym right now. There's no bars or parties open. We're avoiding that. So, we're here um, for the time being. It does seem like things are escalating day by day by day. Uh, we do have a 30-day visa, um, and Thailand is kind of strict on their visa policy. You can get blacklisted. You can get deported if you overstay your visa. But right now, apparently, the Thai government is working on um, extending visas, visas or granting amnesty to tourists. One, because the tourists are kind of keeping the economy alive right now. And two, because they understand that a lot of people are being trapped here. Um, so also why we, we were on our way over here, we got a warning that the U.S. State Department had asked all foreign travelers, all citizens all traveling US abroad citizens to come home, to come home or to face being, you know, stuck somewhere indefinitely. Um, so let's just kind of transition well first before we transition we should say that Copenhagen had a full screening process in effect to get on the island there are a lot of europeans here so a little concerned <laughs> about that um but they take your temperature they review your travel history um so any symptoms and they had a screening station for anyone who had been to yeah the hot, the spots. hot spots you yeah. had to do more in depth so now let's get into this topic. You know, just in our short time in Medellin, we met a lot of people. We really tapped into this digital nomad community, but we have seen a lot of people going home. Um, yeah. 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 So that's definitely what we've seen among all our friends. Everyone's kind of going home. I know Eric was, what, one month into his six month long trip through South America. He's called it off from Brazil and he's headed home. A lot of the people we met in Medellin, yeah, who yeah. some of whom were traveling, you know, had planned to travel for the next year, have gone home. Not just to the U.S. We know one friend that went back to the U.S. Two, actually, a couple that went back to Australia. Yeah. Another that went back to Europe. Denmark, yeah. And then even some of the people we've been following or who have talked to who are in Bali now have left yeah. Bali. So everyone is leaving. I actually only know one digital nomad friend who hasn't gone home yet. Um, and, and she and I are going to touch base this week about that decision. But, you know, it seems like people are, are having a tough, they're really conflicted on this decision. Um, how do we feel about this decision? I mean, I think we've made the best choice that we, we think was the, the best choice mm -hmm. for us. And the reason for that is we looked at overall cases and numbers u.s seems to have a bigger outbreak right now especially california mm -hmm. there's a lot more cases there's a lot more people traveling to los angeles mm -hmm. if we were to go and fly into that airport so it seems like going there increased our chances of contracting coronavirus it was just a riskier move you know, we just planned on being outside the country for the entire year. So that was another motivation for us to find somewhere else to go instead of coming back yeah. home. And so I think we made a good decision knowing that where we are, there's so far no reported case of coronavirus. Yeah. We are on a small island. Not a lot of people are coming here. So we're just going to stay here yeah. and hang out on a beach, stay away from other people and see what happens in the next over the next month yeah so let's briefly touch upon 
what it's like watching the situation unfold in the U.S. So, I mean, first and foremost, with the time difference, like we wake up to the day's news. So in the morning or even as we're going to bed, it doesn't make for a great night's sleep. But as we're going to bed, we start to see morning headlines. And then certainly as we wake up, I'm someone who gets news headlines on my phone. We see a lot. It's all filtered, I'd say, through memes and headlines. (laughs) (laughs) But overall, we know, I mean, it is a pretty serious situation. Most of the the bigger cities have shut down um, or recommended. So, yeah, we're seeing all the memes and the funny posts from all our friends on what it's like to be quarantined at home. But it's also, you know, it's also we're concerned. Like we have friends, we have family, we have older relatives back in the U.S. So it's not easy. You know, it is kind of conflicting, like talking to all our friends and family who are stuck at home, being here. But it is strange to watch it um, because it feels it feels like a thing, but also at the same time, it feels like something that's never happened before. So I wanted to read this quote. I will say it's a quote because it's it's very, very well said. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not just a text. It's a quote. But I asked my cousin, shout out to Jennifer, who's really smart and really brilliant about what's it like on the ground in the U.S. And so for anyone listening who's not in the U.S., maybe this will speak to you. Maybe anyone who is in the U.S., it will speak to you. Here's what she said. It's interesting. We're so sensationalist. We get worked up about a lot less. Everything becomes a thing, an internet meme, a social campaign, a faux movement, etc. This is very interesting. It all has the stink of modernity. Flatten the curve and social distancing have been quickly adopted as dogmatic mantras it's another opportunity to flex our wokeness our superior wisdom and attention to social well-being but then there's another feeling a feeling that is that this is unprecedented and yet it's not unprecedented by anything our generations have been through but strongly precedented by history it feels to me like a sudden onset of the social decay and disorder that's long been festering it's all internet memes and binge watching until it's complete economic upheaval and anarchy. TLDR, we're just as fucking stupid as we were before. <laughs> From Jennifer. Yeah. So I think that perfectly at least encapsulates what I've witnessed from abroad. I agree, yeah. But, you know, I will say that one thing Avi and I were talking about today, and we're not going to get too into like politics and, and things like that, but I think it's important to know that we're all doing the best we can and that might not be the best that we possibly can yeah. do. Um, we, there's a lot we could have done. I think that our government could have done at the beginning of all of this. So, you know, I think it's just always important to be mindful of like, you know, all we have is what's in the present right now, but you know, that should be no excuse for saying like, Oh, we've been doing a perfect job as our current president, president says that, the job he's done on coronavirus is a 10 out of 10, yeah. which is ridiculous. And I, uh, yeah, it's not getting into politics, but also kind of getting into politics. I think no one can honestly ever say honestly that they've done like a 10 out of 10 on anything. So I think that's just kind of insulting. Like it, it would be a lot more respectable to be like, look, we did not do a 10 out of 10. Let's do a 10 out of 10 today. Let's yeah. do a 10 out of 10 tomorrow. And that's really all you can do in life. Exactly. But yeah, with that being said, you know, that's our story of coronavirus. Uh, We know these are tough times, but 
just want to encourage everyone to stay positive keep listening to your local health officials and what they're recommending i know and also be easier on the new easy on the news too yeah easy on the news memes are good keep them coming but keep the memes <laughs> coming also just try to you know i know a lot of people are like losing their minds but hit me up if you want some good book yeah. recommendations and you know draw a picture and then just just one more quote that i read mostly a meme but it's like uh this is the first time in your life you have the chance to just stay at home watch tv and save the world <laughs> so just do it be a hero do it. <laughs> and you know i love i love people recording and blogging and stuff like that so what i would say is i want to see how you're handling this how you're processing this don't tell other people what to do don't like act like you know everything but record reflect write a poem um draw a picture you know these this is a huge time in history and we'll remember it for the rest of our lives so you know and again it's like we are so grateful to be here we feel so grateful i'm so grateful every single day for my family's health so we are trying to find everyday ways to be grateful right and you know these are so uncertain times we know where we'll we're going to be for the next four weeks but then after that we still don't know where we're heading so stay healthy stay tuned and uh, <laughs> we'll keep you guys updated on on how things are unfolding for us from this part of the world yeah and with that you guys please like please subscribe please give us a five oh, yeah. star rating we release our first youtube video on your disrupted youtube we'll probably be releasing another video at least one more this week so if you want to go back to simpler times when we were at guatape in colombia before <laughs> the coronavirus spread all over the world check it out yep <laughs> and then yeah feel free to reach out um we are on instagram facebook twitter you can email us you can check us out on our website eardisrupted.com and we look forward to hearing from you guys on what you are doing in these times and how you're handling the whole coronavirus situation. Yes, and sir. And with that, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.